This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good evening, listeners. It's lovely to be with you again. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us once again and uh, hearing what the Lord wants to say to us, especially Ooh. in this time um, after the month of Easter. Yes, in Easter time we were thinking about the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Mm. And uh, yeah, so that made me thinking a lot about also, we, we, we're in the month now of May that's leading up to the to Pentecost, mm, which I saw mm. and I checked it out for Eric this yes. year. It's in June. I thought it was in oh, May, okay. but it's in June this mm, year, mm. early June. And uh, very aware, um, I was very aware, especially during the month of April, of the resurrection power of mm. the Lord Jesus. Yeah, that's incredible, Suki. If we can imagine um, somebody dead, and without outside intervention, except divine intervention, that power that rose Jesus from the dead. And what is even more incredible is that that same power is available for everyone who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ and calls him Lord and Savior. Amen. Mm. And that is why we decided to make this month the theme of Christ-centered restoration mm, and recovery. Mm, mm. Because so often we talk about community, we, we get um, some Christian people from a more psychological perspective, but eventually nothing, but nothing can be done without Christ. Yes, and absolutely, Suki, thank you for uh, reminding us that we are uh, a program that is Christ-focused and as we said in our introduction, we deal with reality, restoration, and redemption in the face of addiction mm. with the purpose of getting intimate, in, intimate relationships with God, with others, and I think especially with those closest to us. That's mm. often the bigger challenge. Absolutely. And then also with ourselves and, mm. and just to see how restoring with a Christ-centered focus, how that actually improves our intimacy uh, on all three of those levels. Right. Mm. Yeah. And it's strange to think about intimacy with self, but I mean, if we don't know what's happening in our lives, we're mm. not aware of our mm. struggles and mm. the things that we do to sin against each other. You know, Frederick, it's so much easier for me to see the things you do wrong <laughs> than the things I do mm, wrong. Mm, mm, it's really mm. hard for me, you know. Um, and I think so often, especially in marriages, we get so focused on our partners. Mm. And it's so important for me to start focusing. And we say sometimes in recovery circles to stay on my side of the street. Yep. That's to be aware of the things that I do wrong, not that my partner does wrong. Mm, mm. But now, because sometimes it's easier to to focus on what someone else does wrong, because then you don't need to worry about your own stuff. Exactly, exactly, um, because that's a difficult part, isn't it, where we have to admit our wrongs, um, admit that we are powerless, admit that we are actually judging somebody else, and then come back to what Jesus said is, you know, don't look at somebody else's problems. Don't look at the speck or the splinter in somebody else's eye. Mm. 
while you have a beam in your, in your own, own eye. eye. Yeah. And first take out the beam from your own eye, then you can see how to take out the splinter from that other person's eye. And yeah, thank you so much for reminding us of that very important truth. So that also reminds me of, you know what, Frederick, um, what I see with partners of addicts. Mm. It's easy for us to blame the addict because, mm. I mean, obviously, the addict has got the issues. Mm. It's the one with the dishonesty, the one that maybe is more passive in the relationship. That often. is betrayed. That, is, that causes several betrayals. So it's so easy to focus on that. And then I'm slow to see how quick I am to criticize, how quick I am to blame, how quick I am to judge. Mm. And I don't see my own stuff. Mm. Mm. But when I start seeing them, then I want to change. You know, in 1992, I became aware of the fact that I have a problem with codependency. And I thought, I'm going to read all the books I can. Mm. I, and I do, you know, I am an avid reader, you know, I'm an avid mm, student, mm, I'm a mm. good student, and I love learning new things. Mm. And I thought, if I could learn everything about this problem, then I will stop doing it. I, if I can see the pitfalls, then mm. I can stop doing it. Mm. And you know what? <laughs> Almost 20 years after that, in 2016, I can't believe it. Guess what? I still struggled with codependency. Mm. I still had those issues. It did not go away. Mm. Not with all the prayers, not with all the hard trying and striving. Mm. And that brought me to um, verses in the Bible that talks about striving. Mm. So before I'm going to go to the verses, I just want us to look at the dictionary and what it says about what striving means. Endeavor to strive to finish a project or to struggle in opposition, to content. And you know what, Frederick? The Bible has got very often, um, and I'm sure you've seen that before. Um, I'm just thinking about it now, that it has two different viewpoints on a specific thing. Mm. And it's always easy to use one viewpoint that's in favor of mm. whatever mm. I want mm. to bring across, mm. right? Yes, yes. But do you know that on the topic of striving, it's got a lot of verses for striving and a lot of verses against striving? Mm. Yeah, um, I think one of the most common ones or known ones is where the Lord says, be still and know that he is God. In other words, to rest in him, that we are not to strive. However, um, when there is a striving that is not right, and that is when I try with all my own efforts and my own willpower and my own ideas to try and solve something. And I think from the viewpoint of an addict, I tried very hard to stop my addiction. Mm -hmm. I was really striving because uh, there was I was in the mission field um, with a problem of watching pornography, and man, did that create shame and guilt and remorse and downcastness. And I every time I watched something, I said never again. And I tried harder. I tried more Bible study. I tried more quiet time and praying and 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 reading the Bible and praying especially that God will remove it from me. But he didn't. But he didn't. And just before we go to the opposite of not striving, I just want to 
you know, for your benefit also, say that 2 Timothy 2 verse 5 says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has never need to be ashamed, Mm. rightly handing the word of truth. So I can imagine Mm. that that's what you wanted to do because you were on the mission field. Mm. You didn't want to continue with this. So you were trying your best to to not be ashamed, to do the right thing, not only to handle the word of truth correctly, mm. but to apply it in your life correctly, which you were not able to do. Yeah, to be blameless. Right. That was the purpose. I, I want to be pure. I want to be blameless. Mm. But this problem, this addiction just comes over and over and over again. And uh, I was unable to stop. Mm. So when was I un- when was I able to stop? When I handed it over, mm. when I actually stopped striving mm. in myself and uh, with those around me. So I can remember so well at one stage where I was almost reeling you in to help me to mm-hmm. overcome this addiction mm-hmm. and, and making you my accountability partner. And I thought it was my job mm. because mm. the Bible says I need to be your helpmate and mm. you were struggling and you told me and I thought, Man, we're going to pray this away mm. because we waited years to go to China. We waited 17 years mm. after the Lord mm. had given us the calling and we prepared and we and then the Lord opened the doors and we had access to China. Mm. It was mm. open before us. We sold all our things. We moved to the east. Can you imagine, listeners? It's a huge thing. Mm. We took our children out of school and six months after we ended up in China, this ugly problem started rearing Reared. its head. Mm, 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 and mm. I thought it was the devil. It was the evil one. Mm. He was there and he just wanted to distract you and we're going to pray this away. I didn't then near know it was an addiction. I didn't understand about addiction. I just thought, well, if we pray in the name of Jesus, if you take your thoughts captive to be mm. obedient to Christ, this is going to do the job. And I'm not discounting um, the devil's role in this addiction. I mean, he knows exactly which buttons to push, uh, how, when, and am I most vulnerable? And uh, so, in that cross-cultural setting, which Mm -hmm. is three times higher than the highest stresses in your home country, according to some research that has been done, research that has Mm -hmm. been done, Mm -hmm. it is easy for for the devil to push buttons and uh, to trigger and to um, tell me the lies that I'm alone, for example, Mm. and I need to do something not to feel alone. But, Suki, before we talk about uh, when not to strive, uh, let's just take a break. So, welcome back, listeners. So we were talking about what the Bible says about striving and not striving. And for those of you who just tuned in, we we're talking about addiction um, and restoration and reality in the face of addiction. But when it comes to a Christ-centered recovery, mm. and we were talking about how important it is for us to, to die to these habits and things in our lives, but how hard it is. And how the resurrection power that we read about in the Bible, we wait for, but it just doesn't happen. We mm. keep on struggling. Mm. And so Frederick, just before the break, spoke about um, how we need to strive in a certain way to get rid of these things. But on the other hand, we need to surrender. And yep. there's, such a, there's such a tension between mm. these things. It's mm. not easy to know 
when do you, you know, when is it really Christ-centered and when is it you yourself that are trying to fix this thing? I mean, I tried very hard as um, um, I love to call myself a Christ follower. Um, I believe it's it's what I was really trying to do is following Christ uh, all the way into the mission field. And it was very natural for me to want to live a pure life and uh, without any any blemish. Mm. Um, so there I was striving. Mm. Mm. And just to know, but addiction is a disease. Hey? Yeah. It's especially if a person is addicted, you cannot stop. Mm. And it's mm. easy for us that are not addicted to to be so upset and frustrated and angry. Why don't you just stop it? Mm. S- just stop. I even thought that of myself, you know, I said, why can't you just stop? You yeah. know, this is, you know, this is evil. Yeah. You know, this is sin. Just stop doing it. Yeah. And yeah. then before I know it, I was caught up into, into something again. And that is why many people who struggle with addictions and habits that they can't get rid of often look back and they get grateful for that sin. Mm. Because that is the sin that drives us to our knees. Yeah. When, you know, we are proud, I'm proud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. hard for me to admit I can't do it. But that is when we need to surrender mm. Mm. and say, God, mm. I can't do this. Yeah. I tried so many times. I cannot do it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And, um, you know, that is also at the point where um, a crisis was presented. So the crisis in my life, after trying for almost two years to get rid of the addiction um, with my own striving and and, and efforts, I came to the point where you put a a monitorium in front of me. It says, either you're going to address this thing, go for help, reach out for help or your problem, Mm. or we're out. Uh, we stop our, our work in, in, in China, we mission work. Mm. Um, I would be losing my family, I'd be losing so much my career. Mm. And it is at that crisis point that I realized I can't do this on my own. Mm. I need to surrender to what God wants to bring into my life. And that was five years, eh? Yeah. Five years of trying yourself, and you even mm, got accountability mm. partners, I remember. People to pray with you, mm. all sorts of things. Yeah. yeah but yeah. but that's when you realize, okay, now I need professional help. And now we're telling the missions organization mm. because we cannot just keep on struggling by ourselves. And yeah. they knew, and they mm. said, okay, you need to help. We have Christian counselors on the field. Oh, wonderful. And they started helping. But, but with that came, you know, I just want to bring in the verse that talks about, because we said, there is a matter of striving to try and get rid of this thing. Mm. But then the Bible says, we always know that word that says, be still and know I'm God. Mm. Mm. But you know what? Another verse says, cease striving and know that I am God. Yeah. Cease striving. Mm. Mm. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So if he's exalted in the nations mm. and the earth, can, can he not be exalted in our relationships, yeah. in our families, in our coupleships? In our intimacy. Uh, in our intimacy. Mm. Mm. Um, when we really surrender and get on our knees and say, Lord, we cannot do this. And Frederick, this takes me to Philippians 3 verse 10 that says, 
that I may know him in the power of his resurrection and that I may share his suffering, <laughs> becoming like him in his death. Mm. But many of us, it's so easy to get to the first part of this. I want, we all want to know him in his resurrection, right? But we are very slow to want to share in his suffering, yes. becoming mm. like him in his death. Mm. Uh, yes, Suki, there is so much uh, in that scripture verse. And I think we often just harp on the first part of, of the verse is that we have this incredible power. Um, Jesus had that incredible power to go through the crucifixion. Mm. And um, so that same power is available when we surrender. Um, so when we surrender, that is when we start addressing the, the hurts, the hang-ups, the habits, the addictions. When we start getting down to the root of what the issue really is. Um, and, and that is when this resurrection power becomes a reality. Mm, mm. When we receive the power through the Holy Spirit to be able to make changes. So do you think this happened? Have you experienced some of this resurrection power? Oh, yes, I, I have, Sukina. And just now while you were speaking, I was saying, thinking to myself, what does it really mean to surrender and to uh, receive that power? And for me, it was, I need help. Uh, I cannot do this on my own. I need help. Help from counselors, from friends, from my family, but most of all, I need it from God. I mm. need this power in my life mm. to be able to change. And, you know, if I, if I look back at what I was busy doing and my mind and my heart, what was going on there when I was at the height of my addiction, and I look at myself now and to see the growth that has taken place, I am amazed, even if I say that to, mm -hmm. For myself, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, a, also amazed, I, I'm yeah. amazed mm. to see the changes that have taken place. And at the same time, I realize, man, I still got a long road to mm -hmm. go. And I need this mm -hmm. resurrection mm -hmm. power mm -hmm. and go through the difficult time, mm -hmm. go through the challenges so that mm -hmm. there can be wholeness and mm -hmm. healing. But Frederick, as you were speaking, I was thinking... Um, you know, not only for you, but also for me. We can say, I want to change mm. one out mm. of ten. Mm. Or we can say, I want to change ten out of ten. Mm. I mean, if ten means you really, really want to change. We never quite know where we are on the scale. In our mind, we always think we're ten out of ten, I want to mm -hmm. change. Mm. But it's not true. Mm. I think it's often the partner that says, that can see and f how much does this person really want to change? What is he willing to do? Mm. That is different to before. What is he willing to die to? Yeah. And then once again, the partner needs to take her eyes away to her own issue. But, mm. but still, isn't that so? Do you want to comment a little bit on that? Because if I think about the five years from even before you started working, you said, I wanted to change, right? Mm. And then when you really started changing in 2010, um, you still wanted to change. And then even a few years ago, a few months ago, the desperation of wanting to change. Can you can you reflect a little bit on yeah, that? Yeah, totally increased. Um, and I think it's it's interesting. The longer I was on this restoration journey, the more I saw 
I needed to change and and how much I need to change. And, um, you know, Suki, there are some of my sponsees that, um, so a a sponsee's responsibility is to make contact with a sponsor. A sponsor is a person listening and guiding the person. And guiding the the person and encourage Mm. them and so It's often in 12-step groups. Mm. Mm. And in 12-step groups. It just be a mentor. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it's like a mentor, Mm. yeah, or a discipler Mm. of a disciplee. But it must be something that knows about addiction Mm. if you're struggling Mm. with Mm. addiction. Mm. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Mm. Yes, yes. But anyway, this, uh, this young man... Um, said he wants to change and he wants to work through his things. And I've, I believe he hasn't come to the point where he says, I'm willing to take radical steps. Mm, I want to die to these. Yes, I want to take radical steps. Mm. And uh, he's treading water. Yet another sponsor of mine, one morning or one day he came to me and he said, I'm going to take a radical step. Mm. I'm going to destroy my device on which I look at porn. Wow. And that same afternoon, he destroyed that device. He took pictures and he sent it to me. Wow. And since then, he's experienced sobriety. Wow. So what radical steps are you willing to take? One out of mm. ten or nine or eight or 10 out of 10 mm. radical steps yes. are you prepared to take right. and to surrender mm. and allow God to change And you. with the same thing, I want to, to, to bring that also parallel to how much do I want God to help me? Mm. How much do mm. I say, Jesus, only you can do this? Yeah. Yeah. Not only what I'm going to do to change, yeah. Yeah. but do I want Jesus to help me one out of 10 or am I so desperate for him mm. that I know mm. I cannot do this without because I tried just too many times. Yeah. So listeners, this month we're going to talk to friends that we know have walked a path of restoration um, in their lives and they're going to share with you. We're going to speak to Chrissy. It's someone we know. She, we will hear her testimony next week. She's going to tell us how her life changed radically mm. when she mm. came into a Christ-centered restoration program Mm, and how mm, her life just changed. And then we're going to speak to Sylvia the next week. And she's also going to tell us what effect did it have on her family Mm, when she started changing, mm, when God started making those changes in her that she couldn't do herself. mm, And then we're going to speak to Ken. He, uh, Ken Pastor Jackson, Ken, eh? yeah, he's a reverend from um, the, uh, a church in Hermanus. United Church in Hermanus. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's that. I had it wrong before, so I'm not sure about that. But mm. anyway, um, so, and he is going to tell us as a, a, a viewpoint, as a, a person in the pastorate, how he had seen these things in the, the, the lives of his congregants. But also he himself is in a Christ-centered restoration program mm, and what it mm, means to yeah, him. Yeah, so yeah. please stay tuned in. This week has got five Tuesdays. So the last one, we're going to wrap up and just look again at everything that people had said and give you all the final tips that we can get glean, that we could glean from everything that we learned from people that we'd spoken to. So be sure that you tune in. Yeah, and remember, um, if you want to listen to a podcast uh, about what we have spoken about or you want to repeat, uh, hear something, uh, go to www.kpulpit.co.za forward slash podcasts forward slash into me see 
And if you have any questions or comments, please write to us at Frederick uh, without the C, Suki, S-O-E-K-I-E, at kpulpit.co.za. Thank you and see you next week. God bless. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.